it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is May 18th, 2021. It is a Tuesday morning. I wanted to send out a big, a big, I want to say, blanket of love to Eliana as well. She just lost her dog and Kobe, and we are just experiencing certain losses. And I was thinking about that this morning losing our, our partners and losing our animals. And I always think how every time that happens, we have a stronger, bigger blanket of support from home to us. And it's it's like we start to see things differently and we start to see them bigger in our mind. And I, there was one thing I did learn about animals because animals are pure instinct i mean they just do what they're told but they tend to always be an animal we can't turn animals into people and like us we can't see home while we're here we're veiled because we wouldn't stay here we'd be like what are we doing this for but for animals they're always present in both worlds they're always present in both worlds so for them they don't feel that they've left they've gone but they're always here with us in a different way like for us we come back and we visit each other through dreams or sometimes let the other person know we're here but animals just think they're still here they're they're the same in both places that instinct and i i just wanted to um tell you that because it it's you know I lost a cat once and I I just I just didn't want to talk to anyone for three days every time I thought of Prance I would cry and um and I I had to work and I had to do certain things but I was not in a good place and you know I didn't know that then but now that I do I'm like darn it all how much we can love our animals and what a big part of our life and memories that they are. So I'm really sorry um, for that loss, for such a such a loss. Ah, you guys, today's topic is about 
love, yet another facet of love. And I always say, you know, don't make a decision when we're curious, because we are curious. We're curious about everything in life, and curious is good. Curious is like the best thing you can have on your side. When we love, we're always curious to see growth. We're always curious to see how much we can learn, even if it's just sitting, that feeling of feeling whole while we're sitting with a person helps our curiosity stay alive. But what I wanted to talk about was beginning. When we are in a relationship and we are beginning, we're just planting the seeds of how our lives are going to be together. And curiosity is one of those things that you can mistake for love early on in a relationship because curiosity is like, love is curiosity and curiosity is love. Otherwise, you wouldn't pay attention to that person. But you may say, hey, you know, I wonder what they're like or I wonder what they're doing or what do they do for a living or what interests them. We want to know. So we sit and we learn and we ask questions. And if you have curiosity, maybe not in a job or in a situation, but with a person, it's natural. It's a natural need to deepen that connection because you're like, hey, wait a minute. I really want to know more about this person. And it it can surprise you how much you want to know, how many questions you have. So how do you know the difference? Because it's super easy to be impulsive in this stage. This is when people get married in two weeks or two months. The whole family hasn't even met them yet. You don't even care if you meet their family. You just know you want this person. Or even jobs. Or even friendships. But we know not what we're asking for yet. We're just meeting them. Whatever they're doing standing in front of you today is the sum of decisions made from the day they were able to make decisions for themselves, which is also true of us. Imagine somebody being curious about you. What would you tell them about your life? And what are they telling you? And we talk about this a lot, but there's another aspect to curiosity. That really, it just blew my mind. (coughs) Excuse me. And that is that curiosity, it's like a ladder. The more you know, the more you want to know. But during this phase is when the red flags show up. And once I realized that, I thought, you know, I went back to every relationship I've ever had. And it was true. Every red flag you ever needed to know about somebody will come out in the curiosity phase. 
You may mistake the curiosity for love because it's a heightened feeling and you're like, wow, I can't believe this. This person's perfect. It's like a high. And we thrive when we're learning. So all the right things are kicking in. So it's not hard to mistake it for love. What's hard is the promises you make in this time before you know if it's love. Before you feel that feeling of support for another person. Because that curiosity time in the beginning, I know it's going to sound weird to say because the person is the stimulus, but really it's all about you. It's about how you feel, how long you've been either in a relationship with someone before them or not in a relationship. Because both will bring different things. One brings the desperation of trying to feel needed or loved again, and the other one brings the desperation of trying to feel needed or loved again. An amazing time. But what happens to us in that time? Our better judgment goes by the wayside because we want the fairy tale to be true. We want to feel like, hey, we're part of that fairy tale thing too at any cost. At any cost. I went back and I thought every single thing I felt in the beginning especially the younger I was, ended up being true. Even my feelings, like when I'd get that feeling like, oh, no, they didn't just say that. Oh, my gosh, they did that? Oh, but look at how nice they are. They must have learned. And assuming for anyone that they have learned anything is definitely not your job. Your job is to see how they play out with you. I know I say it all the time, people who come in hard and fast are going to be gone in that same way unless you accept them and then your life is going to be like that with them. Of sadness are the one thing in us that we should honor. Our instincts are our purest part of ourselves. If you want to talk about pure and truth and love. I know I told this story before, but I remember when I was just starting to date someone. Great man, handsome man, you know, had his two kids, big house. was from the same hometown I was from. The similarities went down like you could not believe. We could not believe we met each other. We couldn't believe it. And then one day, in the very beginning, I was at his house, and I was standing in the kitchen And just out of nowhere, my instinct said to me, I will never 
live with or marry this man. In my heightened state of just meeting him, talking for endless hours, all the things you want to see fall into place, we're falling into place and lining up except for that feeling. Except for that feeling. And you know what I said to myself? I'm wrong. Why would I think that? Oh, that might have been my ego just trying to take away my happiness again. I fought that voice. But then what happened to that voice? Because our soul is obedient to us. It said, okay, let's have it this way and then try. See what happens. But I'm telling you, you're never going to marry or live with this man. So what in me knew that? Because it was true. As the relationship began to unfold, and everything he told me about that last relationship he just had, I knew. Because in the beginning, people are not aware They're just like talking and telling. They're not in in full control, which is why we get to know each other so well in the beginning and we make a decision, stay or, or not. And my instinct said not. And my brain was like, oh, be quiet. We're overriding you, voice, and I'm just going on. But as time went on, His value of a person in a relationship was not good. I was always left feeling like if there was a better option, he would take it. Not of a person, but even of what to do that night. He wanted a person. He just didn't want to be there 100%. He wanted the facade to feed it maybe a piece of sliced bread every once in a while. Just enough to keep it there. But the longer I was with him, the less value my life had to his and the more his value to him increased. And I thought, well, how did I know that so soon? Because that was my question. It wasn't about being upset because I wasn't going to change this man. By now, he was set in his ways. And he really believed he was a great catch. He felt he had something to offer. I don't know what it was, but he felt it, which was important. Because because he felt it, it made me override my instincts. Like, well, he must know what he's doing. Feels pretty darn good about himself. 
but none of that included me. Time went on and the example started adding up. Like I had a surgery. And instead of coming to see me, the next day after the surgery, after I just got done saying, I could barely even walk to answer the phone. I said, well, why don't you meet me for lunch today? I'm like, I, I can't meet you for lunch today. Okay, well, I'll leave that up to you. Really think about that. He was clever enough to not only circumvent coming to see me, he put it on me of when I was going to see him next. The better part of that story was Prior, because we knew I was going to have that surgery, he said, oh, it's too bad. I'm going to be out of town that day. And then that trip got canceled, and he was in town, and he still did not come. So I learned the insincerity, the self-centeredness. I started getting ideas that maybe this person is narcissistic or whatever. But then my brain went back to that curiosity stage of when I first met him and how strong that connection felt. So instead of seeing that as the red flag it was, which I did see it, but instead of acting on it with a buffer story to save us. And then A little bit after that, he got out of coming for Thanksgiving and tried to make that seem my issue as well. And my instinct that day, I go, wow, I was right. Wow, I was right. But why did I stay? Because now I had to prove I was wrong. Because that curiosity phase was fading fast. I started seeing predictable behavior. And you know, when we're younger, we, we're fixers. We're going we're gonna to change that person. We're going to make them better. But at the end of the day, I left saying the same thing my instinct told me. Because at first it was, I will never live with this man, or marry this man. At the end of it, it was in past tense, I would never. And the only difference that happened between the beginning and the end was the examples of exactly what I knew in the beginning. And I was really upset with myself for not listening to me for not trusting, for trying to turn a lemon into an orange. That was all because I made a decision in the curiosity stage. Wow, isn't this great? Wow, that was, and he'd say it all the time, that was the best first date I ever had. 
And it was also the last thing he said to me. How could we break up? That was the best day I ever had. The best first day I ever had. First date was with you. How could we break up? And my answer was all the dates after that. Wasn't that they were bad. It's that there was less and less of me and more and more of you to the point where I didn't know why I was here anymore. Not mad at you. I don't not love you and I love the kids. But we need to keep curiosity alive. We need to have an energy exchange. But if we're both living to hold you up, You've been held up before you ever met me. What I didn't know was that you didn't need a relationship. You just needed someone to be here and make you look like, hey, look, my life is popping. Here I am doing everything I want, but never thinking what the other person wants or needs or cares about or their time. Not to mention... At the time, I said, and I can't even afford to be here because you want to travel, but you want me to pay for my share, and I I don't have that kind of money, and I wasn't asking to travel. Another red flag. Hey, I want you to be here, but I don't want you to cost me anything, and I don't want you to kind of get in my way. I just just want you to be here because you're good. You know, you, you have a lot of value to add to a relationship. But he never asked himself what he added. So the energy exchanges answered the question. So in the beginning, when you meet someone or people start new jobs and you say, well, give yourself a couple of months to see if that's the right job for you or the right person for you. Give yourself some time to think about it. That allows for your instinct to have a say in what you're doing. Because that instinct is your compass. And then in real life we say, well, how am I going to get out of this after I said all of that and after I put all this time in and you probably only knew the person a week yet. How do, how do I get out of this? Because I have, in this last month, a young man who just met a girl, a very pretty girl, come to me and ask me questions, guidance questions. Like, if this happens, what should I do? And I found out from him that he likes the girl but he doesn't believe he could ever love her. Not for any reason other than his gut feeling. How did I know it was his gut feeling? Because he said, I woke up in the middle of the night feeling anxiety if I were to go ahead and have a relationship here. He knew.
And then other times when he got a little far away from that dream and he kind of shut it down, he was like, oh, maybe, maybe we could make a go of it. And I said, well, tell me why you think you could make a go of it now. And a week ago, you wake up in the middle of the night and think that. And he said, oh, my gosh, I almost forgot about that. Because we get so caught up in the moment that we override our instincts. Curiosity is a super important aspect of love. When you love someone and you think they are interesting, that is one of the best feelings in the world. You can't wait to see them and you want to share with them. But wait until you find out if you do really love that person. Because curiosity and love make for great relationships. But if you have curiosity and you don't have the love, you're going to find out pretty quick that the love you think you have isn't the kind of love that's going to sustain a relationship. It's fueled just by your interest of knowing what this person's life is about. But if you find out what their life is about and you don't fit in it, you'll know. That heightened state of meeting someone has gotten us into more trouble than anything I have seen. I have Liam in the chat saying, I always think friends, especially long-term best friends, are the best people to have around in the beginning phase of a relationship because they can give an objective view on whether it's a good relationship that can sustain or not. That is absolutely true. I remember after dating that person telling my best friend that, hey, anyone else I ever date after this, I want you to meet because right now I don't trust my own judgment. And I didn't because I didn't listen to myself. That's why I always say take your own advice. Think about what you would say to someone who just met this person. Think about every time because by now we have met people that we bring into our lives. And as we get older, we take on less and less new because we have made good decisions in the past. And when we do meet someone, that level of desperation or need or desire doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be filled by another person. You begin to share instead of want to have, need, create a big fairy tale story. Curiosity has gotten us into more trouble. <laughs> it kind of makes me laugh at myself. When I was younger, I just thought everybody had the same personality. I could not believe 
that people could do the things that actually happened in my life. Even while they were happening, I didn't believe it. Even while it was happening and I knew it was wrong, big thing was just saying it. Because it's like the big elephant in the room, you can't say it. Now I know all I had to say was, I believe we want different things from life. And I know how I am when I'm not in the right place, and I don't want that to happen to us. I'd rather say it now. We can always go back to that fork in the road and know that we were just in curiosity alone and not in curiosity and love. Because our romantic curiosity is as blind as we could be. And there's people we know that while it's happening, there's nothing we can say. Nothing. But as we get older, we start listening. You guys have a great day. It's already over. I got like 20 seconds left. So have a great Tuesday. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's daily dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.